Every so often in the development of a musical genre, a figure emerges who perfectly represents the spirit of that genre. An artist who so embodies its elements as to seem to personify the music itself. In tango, that artist is Anibal Troilo. This is Tango Profiles. So much has already been said about Anibal Troilo, the figure who sits literally at the center of tango history. He's at the center of tango's golden era as a band leader in the 1940s. He's at the center of the tango songbook as a composer of many of its essential hits. He played the bandoneon, tango's most central and representative instrument. And chronologically, Troilo sits directly on the center of tango's developmental timeline, a pivot point between the old and the new. The goal of Tango Profiles is to put faces to names, to make you remember each personality as if you'd met them in real life. In the case of Anibal Troilo, there have been so many articles, documentaries, photos, videos, statues, and of course recordings, that you already feel you've met him. Rather than tell his life story, I'm going to give you a list. Five dimensions of Troilo. Five angles. Five ways to think about the man nicknamed Pichuco, who personifies tango. Number one, Troilo the musician. As a child, Troilo wanted a bandoneon so badly that he practiced with a pillow until he finally had an instrument of his own. He was formed by the so-called old guard tango musicians in the 1920s, and the feel was different than the one we know, a turn-of-the-century silent movie type of sound. One of his first jobs was playing in the orchestra of Juan Maglio Pacho, one of the old guard's key band leaders. Troilo's bandoneon playing was influenced by Pedro Mafia and Pedro Lawrence, two stylists of the previous generation, and by Siriaco Ortiz, whose simple melodies played in octaves seeped into Troilo's style. And then came the so-called New Guard. As Troilo matured, so did tango, and he led his own orchestra through the 1940s golden age and beyond. The New Guard style and the Troilo style are pretty much synonymous. If you can conjure up the standard tango sound, it's most likely in sync with the Troilo aesthetic. In fact, Troilo hit upon the essence of tango so perfectly that the great pianist and composer Attilio Stampone said that the next generation of innovators, Astro Piazzolla, Attilio Stampone, and the rest, were all heirs to Troilo's sound. And finally, one of the big keys to Troilo the musician, song and singing. His idol was none other than Carlos Gardel, tango's most iconic singer. Throughout his career, Troilo worked closely with singers, teaching them exactly how he wanted their phrases to sound. 
Many have wondered if Troilo himself was a frustrated singer, expressing his voice through the melancholic, wheezing bellows of his instrument. His classic pose was an eyes-closed, lower-lip-pouted, peaceful expression. You can see why he's been called Buenos Aires' greatest bandonian and the high priest of tango. When you listen to his expressive, song-like playing, it's easy to imagine a human voice coming out of those bellows. Number two, Troilo the composer. Tango would not be the same without Troilo's repertoire. If you glance at his catalog of 64 compositions and make a list, not just of the well-known titles, but the super famous essential ones, how many do you think you'll find? Four or five, right? I found 18 or 19. 18 or 19 essential, big tango hits. Troilo's compositional style is simple and fundamental. There's never a note out of place, and there's never a moment that doesn't sound like classic tango. He lived and breathed this music. In the 1940s, tango was like big band jazz, consumed by the masses, danced by young people, played on the radio. Troilo had a deep understanding of this context, and he didn't stray from it. When his younger colleagues itched to move into an abstract, artistic territory, Troilo brought things back to the dance floor, the spiritual center of the music, and the bread and butter of the whole operation. And Troilo had an ear for the popular in another sense, songs. He knew that to make an impact, he would need to team up with tango's best lyricists. In the 1940s, he partnered with Catulo Castillo, Jose Maria Contursi, and Homero Mansi to produce some of the greatest works in the tango songbook. These are perfect tangos. Troilo's music, tight and on point, lyrics by the true poets of tango, writers trained in classical verse who also lived and breathed tango, the neighborhoods, the people and their stories, the bohemian nightlife. The resulting songs are some of the best there are. Sur, Maria, La Ultima Curda. Contame tu condena, decime tu fracaso, no ves la pena que me ha ido. Y hablame simplemente de aquel amor. Of all of his lyric partners, Troilo was closest to Homero Mansi. Upon meeting, the two became inseparable. When Mansi died, Pichuco was inconsolable, saying that he had lost half of himself. Shortly thereafter, he composed an instrumental tango to commemorate his friend and partner. In this four and a half minutes of music, Troilo left us his magnum opus, Responso. Number three, 
Troilo the band leader. Here's another reason that Troilo sits so perfectly at the center, a great uniter holding everything in the balance. Dancers love him, and so do musicians. If you're involved in tango, you probably know that's not always the case. Troilo's orchestra went through two main periods and left a little bit for everyone. In the 1940s, the sound was fairly straightforward. This was the so-called golden decade of tango, where social dance was experiencing a new boom, in part thanks to the extremely popular Juan D'Arienzo Orchestra. The trend was to play in a strict rhythmic style, demonstrating a clear beat and accents. Many musicians consider this style overly simplistic, and many dancers love it for its danceability. Troilo did it, but he did it with deep feeling. It's good stuff. The second incarnation of Troilo's orchestra from the 1950s and beyond took on a new character. In addition to adding cello and viola, which created a more lush sound, Troilo began to hire younger musicians whose curiosity drove them towards new influences like jazz and contemporary classical music. Many of the big names in the next generation passed through the finishing school of Troilo's orchestra, among them Ernesto Baffa, Osvaldo Berlingeri, Fernando Suarez Paz, Julian Plaza, Jose Colangelo, and Astra Piazzolla. As a band leader, Troilo commissioned arrangements from his colleagues, and as a visionary of his own sound, he edited them. When brilliant young arrangers like Astra Piazzolla would attempt to push the style into cerebral, challenging new places, Troilo's famous eraser would appear and rein things in. Troilo always sounded like Troilo. A final note about Troilo, the band leader, his quartets. In the 1950s and 60s, social dancing was in decline, large orchestras fell out of work, and musicians began to form small groups. Troilo famously had two quartets, the Anibal Troilo Quartet with piano, guitar, and bass, and the Troilo Grela Quartet, a fascinating collaboration with Roberto Grela, the ingenious guitarist. These quartet recordings are some of the best in tango, and if you haven't heard them, go listen to them as soon as possible. Number four, Troilo the Stylist. The Troilo style, consistent in his orchestras, small groups, bandoneon playing, and composition, is the essential tango style. Not too old-fashioned, not too avant-garde, neither square nor overly affected, 
just the perfect amount of tango. In 2017, if you gather a group of tango musicians and ask them to play in a traditional style without having rehearsed or discussed arrangements, chances are they will use a Troilian musical language. That's how pervasive he is. Perhaps Pachuco simply came of age at the time that tango did, or perhaps his outsized musical personality left a permanent stamp. Whatever the case, the result is the same. Troilo is tango, and tango is Troilo. Number five, Troilo, the human being. If you sift through the mountains of information on Troilo, articles, biographies, documentaries, you'll find the recurring theme of Troilo, the human being, a benevolent figure married for life to his wife, Zeta, gregarious, extra large, not only in physique, but also in heart. In addition to embodying the spirit of tango nightlife, Pichuco is described as the quintessential porteño neighborhood guy. He loved soccer, friends, and family. When a critic said he was a great musician, he humbly said, no, I'm a good tango player. Astor Piazzolla and Horacio Ferrer celebrated Pichuco in the song El Gordo Triste. The lyrics contain two images that really stick out. One portrays him as a sparrow with slicked back hair. The sparrow is a resilient, mischievous bird that came to Argentina as an immigrant and appears in many tangos, personified as the tango everyman. A sparrow with slicked back hair. The second image is of his hands, the size of patios. It's a strange but fitting image. Here we have Troilo, the greatest, the largest ever, already being deified, with hands so big they not only play Buenos Aires' greatest bandonian, but they span across all eras of tango and touch us with their generosity. Por su pinta poeta de gorrión con gomina por su voz que es un gato sobre ocultos platillos los enigmas del vino le acarician So, next time you see a photo of Pichuco playing the bandonian with his eyes closed or next time you hear the tango sur think about these five dimensions of Troilo musician composer, bandleader, stylist, and human being. Troilo is tango, and tango is Troilo. Aníbal Carmelo Troilo was born in Buenos Aires, July 11th, 1914, and died here on May 18th, 1975. This month, he would be 103 years old. Maestro Troilo, Gran Pichuco, Feliz Cumpleaños.